0: Warning, the following podcast contains nudity. You won't be able to see it, but trust me, the hosts are definitely naked. Well, enjoy the show.
1: It's the Random Phantom with Brandon in Brandon Podcast, and it's coming to you here in this month of july we are talking about spider-man homecoming we just saw it hopefully you have too came out yesterday and it was pretty darn long <laughs> just but we're gonna be doing a spoiler re- review on it so heads up alert when we get to it we're gonna break it all down plus we've got a lot of other stuff to get into with some interesting little tidbits here in this geek culture that we love and share uh including uh news about the new han solo film also venom has gotten some new news about a villain we haven't seen yet on the big screen, but he's red and gooey. (laughs) Okay. Yeah?
0: Uh, Yeah, kind of. What else we got, Brandon? We also got some news on some games and TV. Beyond Good and Evil 2 released some gameplay that I wouldn't mind talking about. yeah, by the creator, too, nonetheless. Uh, There's a new Overwatch character. There is. That we have, well, not quite yet released, but we've seen some gameplay. Yeah. And some surprising comic book characters are getting a small screen debut and they're smaller
1: characters too so it seems pretty fitting
0: i would definitely say b if not c list characters on some of these so it's interesting to see them come to uh the silver screen
1: we're going to get into those three topics tv games and movies but first you know what we got to do and brandon being that you know oh i know
0: we always have to thank our fake sponsors
1: yes and today uh who do they include So
0: our first fake sponsor is The Fast and the Fear Her. Now, The Fast and the Fear Her is the new movie based on a true story of how Hitler was an FBI agent that went undercover to stop an illegal street racing gang suspected of unique heists, including dangerous stunts and fast cars. And then Hitler started war and he
1: killed a bunch of people. It's based on a true story. That sounds really original. Yeah,
0: The Fast and the Fur. Um, There's
1: I wonder, nothing out there like it. I wonder if that movie will spawn seven and counting sequels, just like I some other so. movie that might sound pseudo like it. It better. This, this sounds here. amazing. Um, I have never... Understood. is it
0: fear fear am i saying it wrong
1: i don't really know i hope not to know because it's yeah negative association anyways but i've heard different interpretations okay yeah uh, that sounds like a great movie what a franchise that could be uh coming soon to a screen near you well that's not all thank you to fast and fear her uh however you say <laughs> that but hey guys let's face it we want hot bodies Everybody does. Uh, yeah. If you're a guy, you want a hot body. If you're a woman, you want your guy to have a hot body, and vice versa. Everyone just wants hot bodies. Exercise studios are all the rage right now. Yep. So, you know what's really popular? What's that? CrossFit right now. Super popular. And you know
0: why? Why? Because if you're going through CrossFit, you make sure everyone knows you're going through
1: CrossFit. You have to. You have to. Yeah. That's kind of the how r- first rule know? of
0: CrossFit is make sure you tell everybody. It's like about the opposite CrossFit. of Fight Club. Yeah, it really exactly. Is.
1: Yeah. Well, how about this new specialized CrossFit? It's kind of got a hip-hop vibe to it. Uh-huh. It's Criss Cross's CrossFit Studio. Okay. And the reason it's that is because Criss Cross <laughs> will make you into a new you.
0: Nice. That Chris sounds
1: Cross, fun. Criss CrossFit Studio. And then, you know, part of CrossFit is you got to diet and eat clean, so you can't have Crisscross Cross fries or anything like that. Yeah. Is
0: that how? The- Chris cut fries. Yeah, whatever it I is. got where you're going.
1: We've got movie news to get into first, and the first of which is all about Spider-Man Homecoming. It's a spoiler-filled review, so at this point, give us a good 20-30 minutes if you don't want to hear it, if you haven't seen it yet, but we're going to get into it first. We're making it our topic of the week, and it's happening right now.
0: Last night, you and I, as well as a few friends, went and
1: saw Spider-Man Homecoming opening night, there are very few movies nowadays that I actually feel like got to be their opening day. Mm-hmm. Um, this was one of them. Yeah, it was for me too.
0: The reviews coming out from from the early reviews were really, really high. Everyone seems colors. to really love it. Not only not only like reviewers, but you have those comic book geek kind of reviewers who are loving on it, saying it was the best Spider Man movie. Uh, so i was really excited to go see this and like you i I was like yeah i have to see this opening night uh and i'm not sorry i did i'm I'm really glad i saw it last night i didn't really want to wait at all i kind of wanted to be there first thing i was actually surprised that the movie theater wasn't as full as As i would have expected i thought it was going to be more packed i went we uh i got there super early i think at least a half hour
1: early and there was no reason to to be fair we went to a pseudo later showing, maybe like the seven and eight o'clocks might've been more full. Yeah, maybe um, that. And that speaks to the point. I did not expect it to be damn near midnight by the time we got out of a nine twenty five show. And it was a long movie. That's, that's the first thing that really just kind of stood out to me. I think that's the first thing I said when we were just walking it was, yeah. back to the parking garage. I was just like, damn, that was long. It didn't feel like it was aimlessly long though. It just like,
0: no, everything felt like it like had Dawn a purpose. Of justice
1: long. Yeah. You know?
0: Everything did feel like it had a purpose, but I agree with you. Probably about, it was probably about a one third or a halfway through the movie. I remember consciously thinking to myself, I feel like this has been going on for a long time,
1: and I don't feel like it's anywhere near ending yet. Yeah, you were looking for is the end in sight? Uh, let's break it all down from the top, real quick. So I like that this movie. Basically, already told you, the viewer, the audience, you already know the Spider-Man origin story. He's Yeah, a kid, they didn't need to. Super smart. He got bit by a radioactive spider. Cool. So, I that's will already say established. That
0: I will say that what they did do was they added a lot about him learning the ropes. Yes. So, they didn't need to give you an origin story, but enough of a feel of an origin he's still story- still a rookie. Where you know that- Exactly. He's still a rookie, and, and he's completely new at this. And he's screwing up more than he is solving the problem. Yeah. But- it's a necessary step in his learning process to become the Spider-Man we all know, yeah. which is
1: the one of the best superheroes out there. Absolutely. Here, let's just start at the beginning. The first opening scene, the first opening scene, the opening the scene. The home movie style uh, scene? E- even before that, when they basically tell you where Michael Keaton's vulture is coming from. Oh, yeah. And it's a callback to, well, they said eight years ago, it wasn't really eight years ago in our... Sure. Real lifetime. Sure, in that uh, storyline. Back to 2012's Avengers. I think Avengers 2012. I'm pretty sure it was. And yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Just set it up real simple. Oh, here's how he got to... Yeah, he was just a regular guy. Yeah. Owned a business. And he and his crew were cleaning up, basically, the events of the Portal and Loki. The first Avengers movie. Yeah. Yeah. And got their hands on some uh, alien tech. Pretty straightforward. And it shows you that they're getting kicked out and jobbed out by Stark's hired hands. And yeah. so he's automatically better. Like the cleanup crew. I, there's a name for him and I forgot. I forgot too. Keep going with the story. Then it shows Spider-Man and his tie-in to uh, the call-up, so to speak, from uh, Civil War. Yeah. And you know,
0: I actually, uh, before we go on from that, I just want to say I really like that sequence.
1: Oh, it was like I five that minutes was a- of really good little just storytelling.
0: Well, it was a great way to establish who Spider-Man is as a character, like his personality, as well as how this... Movie fits in the events of the entire Marvel universe. Yeah, so you get that. You get that idea that oh, okay, so so all of this, all of these things have happened already, and here's where we
1: are in this world. Yeah, it was clever. Yeah, and then we're told basically right off the bat about his ongoing real time tie-ins to uh, Tony Stark and the mm-hmm. guy Happy, uh, John Favaro and uh, his chief of security head of security, which is um, a good dynamic, by the way. Yeah, it was. It was pretty whimsical yeah um and they're he's clearly annoyed with him and he's bothered by him but he's been assigned to him and it's his job yeah. um and then we get a kind of uh, a, a nice uh exposition about peter and how he's dealing with the fact that he is now spider-man but he's still a kid and i really like that scene when it shows him tells you about who his friends are or really his only friend and some of the supporting cast around him at school. And the whole time when he's in class, all he's thinking about is being Spider-Man. Yep. It's like when you have a video game waiting for you at home and you just can't wait to get through the day and he's tapping his feet and he's, yeah, he's clicking just his like, pen and stuff like that. It's just a boring, boring day. And he just boring... wants to go be Spider-Man so bad and go play with his new toys. Yeah. And I thought they did a really good job of showing his anticipation.
0: Well, and that captures that, that spirit that we all remember when we were going through high
1: school. Exactly. And he's only 15 in this movie. And I, I really like how when he got to be Spider-Man, he is very clearly still learning about his abilities, but wanting more. Like, you yeah. know, hey, I can do more. I can do more. Well, Put he had a in, taste. Coach. He had a taste, right? When yeah, he, he went immediately fighting to the, the Avengers time. Yeah.
0: And then when he had to get back to his regular neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah, and just
1: saving bikes. And yeah, he feels like, oh, I
0: could do so much more. But the reality of it was that he shouldn't have jumped so far above. To fight the Avengers as his first
1: mission, it was it was just it was a very cohesive, well-told story. Yep. And then as it progresses, we get to learn more about Vulture, more about Spider-Man, and their eventual path that they're going to meet on, which we'll get into a, a little bit more in detail later. And uh, the dynamic of him keeping it secret—that was also a big theme in the movie from and May, he, and um, yeah. but he he's not afraid to be seen. Yeah. But he's afraid to be seen for. As Peter Parker.
0: And and he has that constant struggle of, you know, we all know what it's like to go through high school and want nothing more than the girl to like us. Yeah. And we want nothing more than to be popular. And he has all these opportunities to make that happen. But he knows that he has to be the bigger man, in a sense, and
1: put his responsibilities before his his actual social life. And I thought that was well exemplified by uh, the Flash Parkers. Flash Parker. Flash Thompson. Flash Thompson. I want to say Gordon, too. There's too many Flashes. <laughs> um, I thought that was very well exemplified by his constant taunts and like, well, where's Spider-Man if you're such good pals with him? Yeah. And they did that, too. That basically, if you'll recall, like in any version of Spider-Man, Peter Parker claims to know him for cred at... Uh, at the Bugle? Yeah, at the Daily Bugle. So, But they didn't introduce that in J. Jonah Jameson and all that stuff in this yeah. one, but they still kept that idea going. Um, well, they, by the way... D-
0: yeah, like they didn't have to... One of the things I liked is they didn't have to say the words with great power comes great responsibility. It was implied. It was implied. Yeah. And and it was shown by the by the fact that you had so many opportunities for him to literally like come to the party in his suit and be like, hey, where's Peter Parker? He's my best friend. But he doesn't. You know, he's like, ah, why are you doing this? And other people brag this about stupid. it for him. And he kind of yeah. gets a little
1: embarrassed like, no. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. A couple things that I'm just going to throw out there that stood out to me. I thought this was the best Spider-Man movie, and I think you would agree, since Spider-Man 2. Yes. I am not willing to say I liked it more than Spider-Man 2. I might need to give it a rewatch.
0: Yeah, you know, about Spider-Man 2, I, I had mentioned that to you last night, right, after after we saw the movie, and I was like, do you think that th- this was a better Spider-Man movie than Spider-Man 2? I can't say and that And you kind yet. of like hesitated, and you were like, no, well, mm, uh, and the your words were exactly mirroring my thoughts, because... I really came away impressed with this movie, but unfortunately, I went in with very high expectations. And that always throws me off Mm -hmm. because I'm wondering if, was it a really great movie or was it not quite great, but I only think it was not quite great because maybe I went in with high expectations or vice versa. But where are those high
1: expectations coming from? I think you should look at that. From the reviews. From the reviews, geek culture as a whole, uh, the internet having such a stronger presence yeah. so this the fact that we're podcasting about it here in the year 2017 versus what 2006 2007 when spider-man 2 came out mm-hmm. it wasn't as much as a, a thing
0: right you had to go see it to make your own right you so you had empty expectations going into spider-man 2 the only expectations
1: and, you could really have were based on the events of spider-man which is still a great movie i love spider-man the original one.
0: Oh, it was good yeah, yeah. but i think spider-man 2 with doc ock and yeah. and, and, and the specific fight scenes were iconic like the train sequence and here's one of the here's one of the things though about this movie is i feel like the story was significantly better in this movie like i feel like um i feel like this was as if john hughes was making
1: a spider-man movie so funny you mentioned that because i feel the same way
0: uh, yeah because it feels like a normal teen coming of age film yeah wrapped in a superhero movie yes and And the
1: fact that they there was a specific scene when he's doing the little um just that early beginning kind of highlight reel of him being your friendly neighborhood Uh spider-man pointing people in the right direction locking a guy or busting up a guy who's just trying to unlock his own car and then at the very end he's running like through houses right Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh. Yeah. oh, and
0: they show Ferris Bueller and I movie. the movie. Yeah. Right
1: before they show the Ferris Bueller movie, I'm like, Oh, that's looks like Ferris Bueller. And I'm like, Oh, sure enough. So it even had like, they an, even played homage to it. Like an intentionally without saying, Hey, you know, dedicated to the memory of John Hughes who has been gone for some years now. It had that feel for sure. And uh, I think it was a good direction for this. Oh, absolutely. But, but one of the
0: things that I noticed is that when I think about this movie, I think about the story, which is great. I don't think about, any of the fight scenes. If you think about it, Spider-Man 2 had really good iconic fight scenes and a decent story. And in in Homecoming, we get a really good story and decent fight scenes. Okay, I'll give you that. And yeah, so it's that. almost as if action was kind of second tier to story, which I am all for. It's just hard to compare the two. You know, it's like, so I would say Spider-Man 2 had better... More iconic action sequences, but I feel like this is a better movie. It's a better overall movie, especially if you look at it as a coming-of-age movie of one of our favorite superheroes.
1: What I really liked, you mentioned the train scene, which is definitely iconic from Spider-Man yeah. Two. It kind of had a feel to that on the boat in this movie. Oh yeah, when yeah, he's yeah. really seeing Vulture for the first time, what Vulture can do, um, minus the first interaction he had with him when he got plunged into the uh, the water. But I thought that was very reminiscent when he's and he's looking for strong points in the boat so he can attach his web. And then he does a very similar thing where he's basically crucifying himself and yeah. holding on for dear life. And he did that in Spider-Man 2 with the train, with at the, the train front of the train, stu- yeah. Right before it rolls off the tracks. And I thought, oh, that was kind of cool. I think yeah. that's that scene from Spider-Man 2 is probably the most popular Spider-Man scene in any movie up to this point. It was so good. Yeah, and I think they kind of played off of that. You know what didn't really work for me? What's that? And it's not again. It's not anything that made me feel like this was, in any way, shape, or form, a bad movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, Spider Man
1: was too techy. You know, I get that okay. he had been suited up and rigged up uh, his gear specifically by Tony Stark, but I'm just—it was a little too techy when we're starting to see things through his points of view and almost like a la Iron Man. Yeah, I wish they had relied a little more on just his Spidey sense because they well, did which he had none. He had none. He, had he was no all Spidey tech and that was just a little disappointing to I, me i
0: get that but i i don't mind them taking away a spider and who knows if they took it away or maybe he hasn't developed it yet maybe or, that's coming or maybe maybe they just didn't allude to the fact that he was having it but then Volter does sneak up on him quite a bit yeah and that was another so maybe positive. so maybe what maybe he doesn't have a spider-man sense i don't know but i didn't mind that Okay. I thought that it was taking away one feature that we know of him, but adding what I would argue is almost an infinite possibilities type of thing. So, I mean, he had he literally had the electric web. And I was like, oh, that's really cool because if they, in a movie, hint something at the beginning that he has this type of technology built into the suit, he can use it in creative ways because he's a smart guy down the road to defeat the villains. I don't mind that because then it makes it so that he's utilizing a little bit more of of his creativity and his smarts to defeat a villain Good versus just the brute strength and the spidey sense. So, I get what you're saying. I guess in my view,
1: I don't mind it. Okay. Hey, I didn't mind it, but it just it kind of right. I noticed it. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, this I is. did too. Another thing, I think yeah. we briefly talked about this, but I'm glad we saved it for the podcast that I thought was like kind of a oh, well that was just a little deflating, not in a bad way, but they advertised Donald Glover, who's a huge geek himself, as being in this movie. And he was yeah. in it for like five minutes. He was in two scenes. Yeah. I, that was like really underwhelming. I was like, ah, oh, dude. Because
0: after Tom Holland, everybody was like, yeah, Tom Holland is Spider-Man. And and guess what? We got the childish Gambino in there. And he's going to be someone big. And everybody was like, oh, is he Miles Morales? Like, who is he? Yeah, you would think right? maybe
1: he's a future plant. And he's not. Yeah.
0: Now, um, I actually looked it up. And... The name, his name, and I don't remember the his name's, uh his character's name. Uh, it was Aaron, Aaron. Davis. Yeah. Um, Aaron Davis in the comics is Miles Morales' uncle. So, what they're doing is setting up for Miles Morales. He did say he Morales. has a
1: little brother, Maybe he wanted to protect. Did that's they say why he brother? Was, okay. Yeah, so maybe they're taking so some that, liberties that. Might with that might be what they're going with. Because he wanted to protect him, and that's why he was looking at to buy the weapons. He wasn't really a bad guy, but he was doing... He seemed like a pretty bad guy, and and he played somebody
0: who was definitely like on drugs.
1: Oh yeah, the so, fact that is like one eye was kind of closed the whole yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, hey, what else was there? I really thought Vulture was pretty awesome, and I'll tell oh, you me why. Me too. I
0: thought he was a great villain because
1: Michael Keaton again was a winged creature. Was cool.
0: He plays a lot of winged creatures. Yeah,
1: he does a good job as that. But I liked him because he was just Joe, every man who stumbled across some cool tech, had the right crew, assembled it, and you know got to the point where. He Wanted to maintain the lifestyle that he had now built for himself upon these shady means, but he wasn't a bad guy. Um, he had no but over s- eight years,
0: he turned into a little bit more oh, yeah, of a bad absolutely. guy.
1: He was chasing money, dude, for sure.
0: Well, and, and and not only that, for eight years, he's feeling like the system, the establishment, he's has a let victim, him down. right?
1: He's a victim, yeah. I like that he didn't become like symbiotic though with his suit, he was just he just utilized it, it yeah. was just pure tech, you know, Doc Ock. Uh, became symbiotic venom, of course, um, yeah, and yeah. other people become that identity. Green Goblin got you know entranced with that basically chemical he had created yeah. that turned him all goofy in the head. This guy was just pure, he was like totally level headed. Yeah, he just had a different view. And you
0: know what? When he explained his perspective, it was at like the I end. Could see that, and he goes, you know, he's selling he's selling weapons and. Um, Peter Parker goes, Hey, you're selling weapons to bad people. That's illegal. It's wrong. And then how and he could goes, you
1: do that to your daughter? Which I really like. Yeah, that's a good point. He's like, I'm
0: doing it for her. And he says, How do you think Tony Stark made all his money? People, Drop give, the mic people give Tony
1: Stark a lot of passes in the Marvel movies. Yeah,
0: he, which I know is the reason he's, turned he's from it, gone right. to where he is, but he has made all his money selling weapons to all these other countries that are at war with each other, and he's made billions of dollars to do that, and only afterwards does he then go, okay, maybe that was wrong, we're going to stop doing that, and I'm going to fight crime. But it doesn't make all of what he did okay. But he does totally get a pass in in the Marvel Universe, both comics and movie and shows. And basically, Vulture, or um, Adrian Toomes, tombs Tombs. uh he's he's just pointing that out and going how come it's okay for him to do that yeah i'm doing something about it and then and when he said that i was just like yeah he he was
1: he was sympathetic um and i like the fact because in comic lore vulture to me is a bench player i know spider-man has a huge cast of villains i'd say second to only batman uh as far as like the depth of, of villainhood that he faces and the quality of the villains um I would say that vulture is not an intimidating one for me. Like I think of who can like. Well, it's re-
0: because he's an old man. Well, in the comics, yeah, he's in an old comics.
1: bald guy, and he's scrawny, and he's weak, and all he and he has like a collar of feathers. Like I'm talking about his original, which they like, did
0: have. They gave him a jacket, like yeah. I noticed I they did that.
1: that. Um, that was cool. But you know, but he was he was he could hold his own in this one, and yeah. I I liked that they made him not just I fly around and yeah. menace you. No, his his tech was. Really intimidating, and they took some liberties tying it back to the whole um, Marvel Cinematic Universe, which was fine. I, I had I had a thought during this movie
0: that I was like, you know, I really like the fact that the villain is not creating some sort of world-ending beam in the sky, right. Crap, which right? They do. It wasn't. It wasn't like easily. Spider-Man had to stop an entire invasion or anything like that. It was. A small, almost contained New York style villain. Yeah. It was just a it was it was a guy who runs a secret little warehouse and steals things and and makes weapons out of them and then sells them. It wasn't this huge world ending deal. But I like the fact that they also still gave implications that well, I don't know if he steals this big ass plane full of this weaponry, then it could become a big deal. But it didn't have that stupid beam in the sky feeling. And I, and I liked that because or right countless now drones or soldiers or, yeah, or something like that. It was just, it was like, this is our friendly neighborhood, Spider-Man fighting in the neighborhood. And I liked that. So I, that was just, I just wanted to finish with that piece on, on the villain just because I just thought that was very important because they didn't try to go too big.
1: I completely agree. I think the best part of this movie for me, where I was really felt uh, invested and I really felt um drawn in is when he goes to pick up his would be girlfriend for the homecoming, uh, Liz, who's I don't recognize the character. Know if she has I don't think I don't know if
0: she's in the comics or anything.
1: No, and that's fine. Um, she was harmless again, tying back to the more like coming of age, John Hughes feel. And then he knocks on the door to the house that he's already been to, but it was a house party. Right. And who answers the door but Tombs? That was that was good. And that yeah. subsequent 10, 15 minutes of the car ride, and as he's deducing things, and you can see his brain start turning, and yeah. Parker's like basically petrified. He's a 15-year-old kid. Granted, he's got powers. We know that, but could you imagine being found out at age 15 by the guy who's trying to kill yeah. you, and you're trying to that stop? That created a really good sense that of tension suspense. was... Yeah. yeah, that was really... Ha- I felt my heart pounding a little bit. I kind of feel like and then when
0: he, it was about time, though,
1: that they got personal. Oh, they had him. to, inevitably. They,
0: they definitely did, but... It, that added a definite more intimacy yeah. to the verses between the the good and the bad.
1: I thought it was really great too when he uh asked his daughter to go on in and gives him the dad talk in the car. Yeah. and immediately pulls a gun. Pulls out his gun. Yeah, that was great. And then no I remember one... all those dad talks. <laughs> so many guns pulled. <laughs> How about Shocker too? He's again even smaller in the the pantheon of Spider-Man villains, but I always liked Shocker. I thought that guy was badass and when See, I don't
0: know was Shocker's, Do you think Shocker's a smaller villain
1: than than Vulture? Vulture? As far as longevity because Vulture I think was like the second Spider-Man villain ever introduced. I, didn't you say that? Yeah, so I think Lizard was first, right? Who? Nope. Chameleon
0: Oh, good point. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, yeah, no. Adjacent I, to the lizard, <laughs> he's yeah. yes, exactly. They're both reptiles.
0: And uh, so, I mean, yeah, Tombs was first yep. or second. Excuse me. I just, I think when I think about which villains are more iconic, I think about which ones were more prevalent in the TV shows, and I feel like, or at least the, the Saturday Night Morning or Saturday, Saturday mor- night Morning <laughs> Saturday Morning cartoon shows. Yeah, I'm, I'm And I I'm, think I'm Shocker
1: was there. I just feel like he was there more in that yellow suit. Yeah, and they did an awesome job to give him a jacket to kind of instead of like putting him in full costume. And it was very similar to how they gave him uh, Vulture Tombs, his ruffled feathers of a a jacket. Uh I just love little touches like that without being like, hey, super corny. And you know how, like, when Captain America first came on in the Captain America movie, he's like, what am I doing? And that's how he originally was in the comics. And they even kind of said, we're going to not do that. And they modernized him, they made him look human, but based on a comic. And I Mm -hmm. thought that was very clever. That was Boukeem Woodbine. That guy's a an, like an OG of movies too. I like that dude. Speaking of villains, yes. uh, did you catch uh, Scorpion? Not until you pointed it out. So uh, we're gonna skip ahead at this point in the movie to. Well, wonder... he was
0: in. He was in the boat scene and everything. So he was. But was
1: he Scorpion then? Did we know he was Scorpion then?
0: Um, I mean, I miss. I don't know. I'm. I don't know if so, I didn't see a, a Scorpion tattoo on no. him then.
1: So, but we saw it in the Easter in egg the scene. End, yes. So let's let's set the table real quick. In that boat scene, if you'll recall one of the guys who's going to be basically buying the arms, right? He was yes. wasn't he a buyer for uh...
0: uh oh, I don't know. I thought he was Was he just working for tombs? I think I
1: thought they were arranging a buy there. That's Maybe. why they had the it weapons in the bed of the truck and the guy lifted up the, the tarp. Right. You know, I, I don't remember. I'm pretty sure that's okay. the case. Um so anyways, the guy he ends up getting you we thought yeah. destroyed yeah. like cuz a car hits him as he's uh basically dangling off the side of the boat. And then we see him later in an end credit scene, the first end credit scene, right after the initial uh, B-roll of stuff. And then... He's got a scar on his face. And- yeah, because he got jacked up. And then, as you point out, I didn't even notice it, but he basically tombs... By the way, Spider-Man gets him in the end. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Ongoing spoiler Spoiler, the good guy won. Yeah. Um, but he didn't have to result in death, but uh, Vulture's locked up. And then he crosses paths with this guy who we assume to be Scorpion because... You know their deal went south, but hey, you know what? You're my enemy, but the enemy of my enemy, being Spider Man, is my friend. So we've got a little vested interest in maybe uh, getting some outside help. And he he mentions friends. Do you remember that? Yeah. Who was he referring to?
0: I I was wondering if I'm sure there's lots
1: of theories out there, but well, I was
0: wondering if he was talking about one of the groups, like the Sinister Six or something like that. Yeah, which is just a group of villains
1: that all go after Spider-Man. Right. And there's a few of those Scorpion's a badass guy, too. I remember him in the comics and in some early Spider-Man games. I like that dude. Although, to do him justice on screen might be a little hard because they've had some goofy adaptations of some of the villains over the years. But look what they
0: did with Vulture. uh, Vulture... If they could get... Okay. If they could make Vulture look good, they They could make make Scorpion Scorpion look
1: look good. good. The worst... I think adaptation any Spider-Man movie so far has been Rhino. Rhino looked Well, I didn't ridiculous. see the movie,
0: but I've seen the clips, and it just looked horrible. Yeah, as
1: long as he's not looking like Rhino, and they kind of make him look realistically fi- comic-based, cool. Yeah. Um, and as I pointed out to you last night, and for anyone listening, by the way, in that same post credit scene that we're referencing, the guy who is very strongly hinted at to be Scorpion, it's... Um, I don't know his name. Oh, there he is. Michael Mando. Now most people aside from Michael Mando probably don't know that name. But we know him as the guy who whose likeness and voice was used for probably one of the most iconic villains in video games at least in the last decade, Voss Montenegro. Yeah, from Far Cry 3. And I could see, I didn't recognize the voice, but when I saw that face really kind of close up, I was like, "Oh, dude, that's him."
0: Well, you know what's funny, when I saw him, I was like, "Dude, I know that guy. He looks pseudo familiar." And on and the I boat. couldn't I just couldn't recognize him. Um, but once you pointed it out, I was just like,
1: ah, that's it. That's exactly it. It has to be. Yep. And yep, sure enough. It is a confirm. So, worst part of the movie. Okay. The guys next to us had a horrible body odor. Uh, As you next know, to you. I was on the other you side. Were on the other two, side of several our Several seats down. And the I whole did not smell. damn two and a half hours, I could smell them. And that sucks. It was infuriating. That and sucks. what can you do? If someone's talking, excuse me, can you stop talking? Yeah. Uh, excuse me, can you stop smelling? Like, can you, you can ask. To- <laughs> I don't probably, know if it'll work. Yeah, in the middle of a movie, nonetheless.
0: So, just as we as we wind down and, and and we just kind of finish with this, the end of the movie. He had the opportunity to become an Avenger, and he said no. And he and he thought it was a test. He's like, "Oh, did I pass the that test?" That was pretty cool. But he was like, "No, I think I'm just going to be the neighborhood Spider-Man for now." And I was like, "You know what? Good on you, because that that means that we are going to get more." standalone spider-man movies of him in new york which honestly is what i want to see more of right now i want to see more of that than i want to see big avengers movies with spider-man being a piece of it i I believe that he needs to get a couple more of his own movies and maybe in between he's in some of the bigger avengers movies as well yeah uh, which i'm totally fine with but i like the fact that he's like you know what no i'm gonna i'm gonna go back to new york i'm gonna be a kid and i'm gonna be a neighborhood spider-man and i'm gonna keep on learning but it did disappoint me that he turned down that fucking amazing looking suit at the end.
1: Oh, that suit was balls. That suit
0: was so cool. Yeah. I, w- I saw it and I was like,
1: it was like I was like drooling. I was like, damn, that is it a cool shiny. looking suit. Well, we I think that's a foreshadow and he'll be suited up. At oh, I'm event, sure so. he will. Um, there were a lot of little Easter eggs and callbacks to previous movies and foreshadowings to future movies. The one that um, kind of surprised that, Took me, and I was like, oh, okay. But I didn't have any problem with that. I liked it. Was the reveal of um, the this time around in this treatment, the weird kind of antisocial MJ. It's not Mary Jane, but it's Michelle.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I actually looked that up because I was curious. I was like, is this supposed to be Mary Jane, but she has a name? And apparently, Kevin Feige says, no, it's not Mary Jane. It's MJ. But what they wanted, they're like, this is a brand new character. It's not Mary Jane Watson, but we wanted to play homage to Mary Jane. And so that's why we added that piece in there. But do not expect that to become Mary Jane.
1: So I was like, okay, I'm okay with that. So I think we've pretty much dissected this. I think the the ribbon on top of this would be to, I'm going to ask you, how did you like this? How would you rank this um, in any scale or uh, grade you want to give it? um, Let's both do out of 100 instead of us doing our
0: random ass... Like I do a percentage and you're like, oh, green light or something. Have
1: I said that before? No. no. <laughs> <Okay>. That's <laughs> but, good though for future reference if we're, yeah. if we're scraping <laughs> but for, we have, for think, new ideas. But
0: we have done it where you're like, I give it a thumbs up. And I'm like 90% or something like that. Um, <laughs> but I, I would actually put this probably
1: actually, you know what? I was joking about 90, but honestly, I would put it at a 90%. For sure. I'm I'm just a little bit behind you. It was like a solid 85 for me. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, which equals thumbs up.
0: Yes, it does. Two but, thumbs up. But we're from giving Brandon you the, and Brandon. the
1: number here behind it. Uh, I have a follow-up question. I didn't have this um sitting in my mind before now, but what if you had to rank the three big comic book movies that have come out this year, Logan, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and Spider-Man Homecoming. Ooh. Gold, silver, bronze. How would you How would you place them? That's really hard. I would have to put Logan first. I'm agreeing
0: with you there. And I would put... Oh, shoot. I think I'm giving Spider-Man a better percentage. But I would put them so evenly. I just think... It's really... I I think this was... Close. The the right way to take the Spider-Man direction. And I think the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was the right way to take the Guardians of the Galaxy but movies. But, I, I mean,
1: analysis aside, which did you enjoy more? Or could you honestly say I you enjoy know, them I, as much one from the other? I probably enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy more,
0: and it's because I liked the directing. I'm I'm huge on direction, and I'm huge on good music mixing with a good movie, and, 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 and both are better than the sum of their
1: parts. Well said, man uh spider-man homecoming go see it so what about you though i want to oh, right sorry i just care so, so much about those, what you think.
0: yeah right i know i know no my... I'm,
1: I'm actually i'm the exact same way i think logan for sure and then, and then... a very split second from third slightly shading towards Guardians of the galaxy volume two and and then spider-man and then spider-man but mm. i enjoyed them both yeah a lot um you mentioned that you're a fan of directing i wonder if we're gonna like the new director uh, Ron Howard for the Han Solo film. So let's use this as a segue to the rest of our discussion on movies. Okay. And let's do that now.
0: <laughs> okay. Have you heard of the directors Phil Lord and Christopher Miller? No. No. So, have Phil you? Lord and Christopher Miller are a couple of directors who have done some really good movies. The Lego Movie. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Uh, that wasn't that great. Um, but they did do, like, 21 Jump Street. You would say
1: successful,
0: popular? I would say decently so. Lego Movie was pretty huge. It was. Actually, yeah. it was really good. But, you know, when, when looking at their filmography, they do mostly comedy. So, it does beg the question why were they originally slated to direct the Han Solo movie? I, I don't... Is the Han Solo movie an action film? Is it a comedy?
1: Or is it one where they're trying to mix it? I hope it's like a buddy comedy in space, almost like between him and Chewie.
0: Yeah, or, well, him and uh, Lando Calrissian. Perhaps. Um. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. This is clear speculation. But Phil Lord and Christopher Miller were recently... I don't know if they're fired or the whole quote-unquote creative differences things, but they are no longer doing the Han Solo film after already filming quite a bit of it. And Ron Howard has been brought in to take over. I don't know if Ron Howard is going to be re-filming a lot and reforming this story, or if he's just going to finish the movie. Wouldn't you just
1: like to be a fly on the wall? I
0: do. I would really like that, yeah. But it makes me wonder what the real direction is on this Han Solo film. When we hear
1: things like this, it's always worrisome. Well, look, we don't obviously know. We're just talking from a room upstairs in a house. We don't know what the movie industry, the inner workings are like. Neither one of us have worked on films except porn and <laughs> with each other. And the thing is, I don't know what it takes. All I can do is just speak from a fa- with a fan's voice. And my initial reaction when I heard Ron Howard is like, okay, well, that's a name. Yeah. But is it a good name for what they're doing but i don't even know what they're doing what kind of movie this is going to be um i really hope to like this movie whenever it does come out next year um to like it more than the other star wars story because rogue one wasn't bad but it was just it was yeah it was just it felt like very minor league
0: well it was mine it was supposed to be minor league yeah
1: but i i was still kind of ultimately disappointed uh, uh, see,
0: I didn't mind. I liked it, but well, the, it, it had a different feel than the rest of the Star Wars, and I, and I think this movie will too. Yeah. I have a feeling, and I don't know this for sure, but looking at the directors, because Ron Howard is also known for quite a bit of comedy well, directing. And that's where I wonder I was if gonna that's go. where they're going to go. That's oh, okay. my mind
1: always goes. It's like, okay, well, what's this guy done? Yeah, and and what he's kind of had, feel could that person He's had some bring? stinkers,
0: you know. Yeah, he has over the years. Ron Howard. Yeah,
1: I can't believe that they've uh, done all three of those. Tom Hanks with a bad haircut proving Jesus screwed Mary Magdalene movies what are those The Da Vinci Code oh, Angel yeah. and Demons Did he do all those Did all of them bro and uh oh, Inferno no. or something like that but he's done some beautiful movies too you know like um well no pun intended a beautiful mind yep. um you know what And if you look up and down the list whether you like him or you know critically their the reception is poor to him I think he's got the ultimate trump card in his hand granted it's from 1980 something like 87 88 but all i say with one word willow <laughs>
0: and willow, that's all
1: we need that willow kicks ass so if it's anything like willow this movie's going to kick ass see to me i say arrested development but oh yeah that's true totally he's a well he's only a narrator in that did he have anything more to do with oh, it cuz a mitch, I, no I, that was have mitch to admit, Hurwitz. i i figured I he, he directed was, some of the episodes I, did he not well i mean hopefully nothing from that netflix reboot or at least producer reboot.
0: okay well yeah god yeah Well, you know what um i feel like ron howard is one of those directors who has a Decent name out there, but hasn't earned that name as much. I I've feel never like known he's a little in the bit a
1: sci fi genre,
0: yeah. I feel like he's just a little bit more of a yes man to a studio, and maybe that might be why he got brought on. Who knows? But I, I, I have a feeling that this Han Solo movie is going to be the Star Wars comedic style movie more than anything else. Yeah, I could see that. Um. It'll be
1: their their guardians. So that's all we really know. Um, hope to see a trailer sometime, maybe late this year, early next mm-hmm. year. Well, it depends. Who knows how much refilming Ron Howard's gonna have to do, and
0: if they have to go back to the writers' room, it's gonna be
1: Actually, pushed you know, back it, to 2018. I or, gonna, I mean 2019. I agree with all your points. I'm dumb. There was why would they show a trailer for a movie? Why they still have episode eight? You know why would they cut off episode eight before they start showing? They're obviously anything they're gonna oh, do yeah, with yeah. the Han Solo movie. The, another Star Wars tie-in movie is going to obviously come after Episode Eight. So, can that thought. And that's all I really know. That's all we really know. Yeah. Good stuff. Carnage. I
0: love Carnage. He I rules. mean, not the actual concept of Carnage. That's pretty bad. What's the guy's but name, the Cassidy?
1: Character. Cletus Cassidy. Cletus Cassidy. Carnage is awesome. And I remember reading the comics... And when he first came on the scene, I was hooked. You know, I couldn't wait for the next issue. Mm-hmm. I was actually ordering my issues from uh, an old uh, comic book store here in town on Mendocino Avenue. Remember Fantasy Books I do. games. Yeah, I do. I and used to get would, pogs from there. Yeah. The, <laughs> that tells you what <laughs> the time were early 90s. And Carnage is so awesome. So you're talking about Carnage, but you haven't men- we
0: haven't talked about oh, yeah. why we're talking about Carnage. My bad.
1: He is uh, slated to be the villain in the Venom movie, which is great because... It's Venom- very good. Venom's not a good guy usually, so how do you make the good guy more, or the bad guy really the Seem good guy? Yes, better, yeah. seeing yeah. the protagonist. It, not that he's good in and of himself, he's just the lesser of the two.
0: And and we talked about this previously, uh, where we were, uh, on this podcast, we said the only way this is going to work, or at least what we really want, is for Carnage to be that villain. Yeah. And I'm so happy to hear that he is the villain. It's going to rule. I, w- I have a this comic book that has almost no storyline to it. It's just a fight scene yeah. between those two. And it's so cool. I think and I have that art same comic. And
1: amazing. I can visualize in my head this. I think we're talking about the same, or the same one you're talking it's like, about.
0: It's more of a book. It's like thicker. It's yeah. Like,
1: yeah. I think I have that still somewhere in my, my garage somewhere. That is a cool piece of news. And, you know a guy who doesn't get enough play? I talked about the Pantheon of Spider Man villains earlier. huh. Craven the Hunter. That guy is awesome. He is. Craven's yeah. Last Hunt yeah. is a really good comic. Totally. And so what's the news with this? So it looks like
0: Craven the Hunter and Mysterio are well, might be getting their own films. Where? From Sony. Hmm. Um, we don't know I don't know dates, but there's uh, been some announcements that those two movies are in the works are those guys popular enough to anchor their own movie though well and they're both villains yeah and so what is sony trying to do here i think what sony's doing and i don't know if this is the case but is sony trying to secure basically the two next biggest spider-man villains right because they are the big ones the big
1: ones are have already been used so so
0: what are the next spider-man movies going to be you see what so I, I wonder see, I if Sony yours. is saying, you know what, let's announce that we've got a Craven the Hunter movie and a Mysterio movie even though we don't necessarily have storylines and we don't know how this is going to work, but let's just announce that we have them so that we ensure that whatever Marvel does next with the Spider-Man movies doesn't take these characters away from us. Agreed. Does that make sense? I So I Yeah, I agree. I but I, but at the same time, I think it's stupid as shit to have standalone movies with them, I think that it would be a way better idea to throw them into the next Spider-Man movies, or at least one of them. I think having the Kraven the Hunter as a villain for the next Spider-Man would be awesome. So, I,
1: just theoretically to see him up on the screen does my heart.
0: Mysterio would be interesting to see a live version of him with his stupid fishbowl head.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. So. Well, th- look at what they did for Electro uh how he looks in the comics with his green jumpsuit and yellow five-pointed starfish electricity bolt head yeah and how they end up doing him, that. yeah so i mean something like that wouldn't be so bad and then also if you haven't seen it online it's attached to um spider-man at least where we saw it is the jumanji trailer or jumanji how is a, oh you
0: mean the oh sorry i was like how is that attached to spider-man but you mean the trailer was attached yeah,
1: to the Spider-Man movie. Okay, or it's not Jumanji. It's Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. And then, wouldn't you know it? They played Welcome to the Jungle. During- no way! <laughs> what are they doing? So um, I, you know, I added this because, dude, this movie looks fucking stupid. See, and and this is why I thought
0: it would be an interesting, disgusting, disgusting. It's so disgusting. <laughs> this is why I thought it'd be an interesting discussion, because I, I know you're just like, this is stupid. Why the hell is this happening? And I thought the same thing until I saw the trailer. And now I'm kind of like, "You know what? That looks pretty funny." Dude, it has it Nick looks...
1: Jonas in it. So? Is he an actor? Is he he's the kid in the beginning? No, he's the guy like for two scenes it sh- he like rescues them in the game and he's taken around in a helicopter. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't care if, who that guy is. Okay. The
0: who I care about is the four main characters. And the four main characters which are Video game tropes played by opposite trope characters. Okay, I would yeah, say. I follow you. And and I like that dynamic to have like a nerdy kid play. So instead of the a strong... board game
1: around, or like last time, it's, it's a video game. It's a video game. That's a modern update. And but yeah, they're like saying internet phrases in the stuff like that. It just it's it looks just annoying to me, and I'm kind of done seeing Kevin Hart. Just like, ah, oh, I'm ah, a little it. man and I scream. That's all he does. I got a backpack every, on. Yeah,
0: you don't get in water with a backpack. Everyone knows that.
1: The top two feet of me are gone. It's just yeah. like, yeah. His delivery is just so predictable, and it's the same in every movie. He's Adam Sandler now. Oh, just gosh. does the same lines. Well, ugh. Now
0: I don't want to even look at him anymore because now I'm going to think of Adam Sandler.
1: Well, regardless, I I could, I will not be seeing it, and I could give, okay, care less. But
0: well, there's a good chance I'll see it out of more out of curiosity. Well, let's put it this way. If when the when the reviews come, if they are, you know, Baywatch movie ratings, I'm not going to see it. If they're above the fifty percent, I'll probably go see it more out of curiosity to see how they take this new version, where it's not the jungle comes to them as they go to the jungle. I, it's just I'm curious of whether or not this is going to
1: work. But I think I'm a little it, bit more hopeful. You know, it's funny though. Um, we mentioned John Hughes. There's a lot of John Hughes going on. Uh, and I say this because a couple days ago, you went to uh, a winery, and you invited me. I didn't end up coming, and we were there playing The Breakfast Club. Yeah, it was, was like, an outdoor movie thing. Yeah, that's very popular in this area. Club, yeah. uh, a lot of places do it. And that's the exact feeling I got watching the first 30 seconds of this trailer. Hey, you're in detention. Me too. You're going to be my slaves. And, and But
0: then it went like in a totally went, different yeah, direction.
1: Yeah, uh, I could care less. But if you could, cool. I think this is a good time to get off movies yep. and get on to games. Beyond Good and Evil 2 has some very early gameplay footage yeah. and there's not actually even any game being played per se as it's just shown you two things if you find this footage online it's it's, it's long, not it's not hard to find just go look it interesting. up Interesting Yeah but it's from uh, the uh, the developer one of the creators I forget his name but he's a dude and he seems to have a lot of knowledge <laughs> definitely a dude about what he's talking about and I appreciate that and it just basically, two things you can take away, from, that I took away from this uh, footage. Mm-hmm. Scale. Yep. And landscape. It's showing you it's yep. a large, large like, scale game. Um, and then the landscapes are vast, almost, dare I say, infinite. And Don't, uh, see See, and this is what worries me.
0: The idea that, look at how large of a scale this world is. And how small of a character you are in it. I, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who thought about No Man's Sky when I saw this gameplay. Yeah. Because for those who haven't seen this, I, I recommend at least going on and, and checking it out. Um, it shows, here's a, a ship and a city below, and you're just in the sky. Uh, from, from inside comes a smaller ship. And from inside that ship comes your little monkey character with a jetpack flying out. And it shows him flying around, and, and the developer's like, look at the scale of this. And you're like, that's really impressive. But is it too big? What does that look like as far as gameplay? They never went down into the city, which is what I'm really interested in. Yeah, that's what we really want to see. They got... he, He kind of did this, look at all of this scale of the planet. And then he gets in the ship and he's like, you could fly out of the atmosphere and then fly back into the atmosphere. And I'm like, cool. That was all No Man's Sky stuff. And that turned out shit. So I'm... It's interesting. It looks gorgeous, and it has the possibility to be good. But if they don't somehow narrow the scope for gameplay purposes, it's gonna be shitty.
1: Yeah, sometimes it's too open world can be, well, yeah, too bad. Just it's too kind much. Of boring. Yeah, as opposite as that seems, uh, but it's all we've got so far as a follow up to the the trailer. So I'm looking forward to seeing more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon, are you at all excited for the? Uh, Super SNES Classic System SNES. Nope, me neither. Uh, they're going to make more hopefully this time around, <laughs> but it's going to be subject to the same things that the NES Classic System. And there's you're getting a good games. value. There's some you great are. games. Um, there's like 20 games preloaded for 80 bucks, but
0: I see. Just... I, I I have so much. I have I have, I have more games to play. That are newer games, that are better experiences, newer experiences. I don't have the time to go back you know what these and things are? play these old nostalgia games. I
1: feel that. They're they're parlor tricks. They're things you put in for parties. They're I mean for for yeah. me, they're things you put in a um, uh, man cave. It's almost That's more true. decorational.
0: And I, it's something that you you get for your uh, 35 year old husband or something as a birthday gift. It's a gift more than a purchase. It's, it's, it's like, it's like saying, Hey, I recognize that you used to play these and here you go. Here's a little bit of nostalgia for you. And it's like, Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. But am I really going to play all those 20 games all the way through? No, I might, I might play 10 minutes of one and wet my whistle and be like, cool. That was nice. But I'm I'm boring now.
1: I was more excited in the past for the original, uh, NES Classic, yeah. which
0: I you remember know, you were saying you were. Wanting yeah, to get I tried,
1: that. and then it got canceled, and then it was just like, well, so much for that. And then, but it's going to be subject to the same things: bots buying yeah. them for people, as many countermeasures as. Yeah, I know. Take. You can't wait to spend four hundred dollars on this, right? Yeah, and then it's just, they're showing up on eBay for five times what their you know purchase price is. So yeah. Have fun cool, but not really for us. But you know uh, what is for us? Friendship, Overwatch, over of course. And what more besides real life? Where do we spend most of our friendship? Overwatch, uh, Overwatch, absolutely, and now we. Have and I wouldn't we- have it any other way. So why don't you come on over and play Overwatch? Oh, yeah, that's dumb. But we have a new character. Kind of, he's not yet available on the consoles, and he's only available right now on PC and on what they call PTR, if you're familiar with it. But uh, Do you know what that stands for? Actually, I I, I don't I don't I know. Just I just looked know. it up yesterday. But it's sort of
0: like a demo or beta, yeah, ish. Exactly. Thing. Okay,
1: it, it, it's a test phase. And so this guy is called, as rumored, Doomfist. Uh, apparently, he's not being voiced by Terry Crews, the you know the muscle bound actor who's been uh, lobbying to voice him. But I wonder if they use him for like a a gag reel or something like mm. that at some point in the future. Doomfist is here; we can see what he's like. I've se- There's some multiplayer footage. There's some training footage. He's a cool looking character. Yeah, I mean, he looks like Terry Crews in a way as in, just in a, a way. big buff, you know, black guy like
0: yeah. with a giant. <laughs> Fist, it's, like a, it's like arm a, fist. It's like a fist gauntlet. <laughs> it's, you know what it looks. It reminds me of the um, electric fist that the shocker used in <laughs> yeah in Spider Man.
1: Anyway, well said. I think he looks like Sagat from uh, Street Fighter. Oh my god, or he Sagat does. as some people he would. He does. Me. You're yeah. right. Uh, especially with the clothes. Apparently, he's supposed to be a true bad guy. But whatever. Then why do bad guys fight good guys and vice versa? It so doesn't matter. In this it does, It really doesn't matter. It just means they'll have some funny little quips in the the lobbies. Yeah. You know before. Uh, the game opens up uh he's got some cool abilities he's got uppercuts he's got earth shatter but it doesn't actually do the earth shatter it pulls him towards you instead of that knocks him sense. down uh he's Physics. got some good range and then he's got with his left hand he's got a, a fire almost uh, like a weird shotgun type yeah it looks but a little widespread yeah 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 sort of ish. so we don't know exactly when he'll be coming out for the consoles but as xbox one players we hope it's soon and um who knows? Yeah. Maybe this time our next record will have some actual hands-on experience to talk about. And if you if you haven't seen the
0: video, if and you're into Overwatch, go check it out.
1: Yeah, there's a few of them out there it, that it shows that what s- he can do.
0: It's that same excitement that we had for Arissa. Yeah. When we saw Arissa, on, on, you know, gameplay on PC, and then it came out on, on PC and then console. Yeah, and and we were like, sweet. And you know, it awesome. makes
1: sense that they're testing everything out, and everything comes out first on the PC because that's their biggest player base. So I got no qualms with that. If we have to be second in line, we're still eating at the end of the day. That's cool. Do you want to talk about anything you've been doing lately with your controller in your hand?
0: Uh, Aside well, you of know, Overwatch, uh, so I, here's the thing: I have uh, Mass Effect and Prey, Mass
1: Effect Andromeda and Prey. Those sound will sound like conditions. Oh, I have Mass Effect. <laughs> I can't go out tonight,
0: and I keep on playing Overwatch. <laughs> neither neither of Mass Effect Andromeda or Prey are keeping my interest, which and, is really a bummer because two huge potential yeah. titles. Yeah, it, there's something about Mass Effect Andromeda has a very huge scale, and I know that's got this deep story, but the gameplay is just it's it's different. But it, there's something about it that's just not it's just not grabbing me.
1: From the way you're describing it, it almost sounds a little bit like Mafia Three, just like potential huge potential, really gripping stuff. But yeah. the gameplay is just really subpar. I would almost argue, though, at least that
0: Mafia for somebody with a shorter attention span which i guess you can argue that i might have that i guess uh, it, it it still in this open world game kept me interested whereas mass effect andromeda i you know you're in space and you go and you do a mission on a planet and on that planet i'm like this is a boring mission this this is going on way too long. Why do I have to go from one side of this planet to the other to do this and then do that? And I can't figure out what the purpose is even.
1: And like, that's the drawback. When things get universal, all of No Man's Sky, and like we were just talking how we don't hope that that's the same fate suffered by Beyond Good and Evil 2. When things get universal or galactic or however you want to put it, sometimes it just cheapens the, the experience.
0: Yeah, I, needed, I need them to have it's way like, less of a gameplay focus like, and more on story. Yeah, I hear that. More linear. I I know I know that the whole idea is let's go big and let's go wide, but then then you're just spreading yourself thin. So I'm actually I haven't returned Mass Effect Andromeda or Prey.
1: But it doesn't to, sound like for, you're... and
0: I say return because I'm I, I get them from GameFly because I'm I I feel like I want to go more on them, but every time I turn on my console, all I want to do is play something else like Overwatch or um, I've even uh, started. Playing up Dishonored 2 again.
1: Yeah. but And that it, has a more focused story and it's it does. A, a smaller universe. And sometimes yeah. that's good. Bigger is not always better. And maybe these games are suffering from that same fate. Yeah.
0: So that's it. That's all, uh, you know, since you asked, that's all I'll say. Okay. Um, I think we're done with games, right? Uh, Never. We, we've, we've but not... as far
1: as our recording goes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> good point. We have a couple of things that we need to touch on for some TV shows. In our geek universe so let's move on to television there are two things on the docket to talk about for tv today both are brand new shows that i guess we can say have been announced they're not out yet watchman has a tv show coming out
1: uh, weird I, yeah it's a weird it, one to make into a tv series but did you like the movie for the most part, I, yes.
0: I actually really like the movie, and I think it's one of the
1: better comic It definitely Zack f- film.
0: It was, but it was a good Zack Snyder film.
1: Yeah, I'd say it's higher ranking than...
0: what I remember seeing it for the first time and going, wow, I had no expectations, and that was really good. Well, I didn't good. know
1: crap about them.
0: I didn't either. So that helped. And, so, and then I ended up buying it, and I've watched it several times since, and it's still a good movie. It's a really good movie, and it's directed well, and the story's done well. Everything that Zack Snyder has completely forgotten about in his newer movies but now we're going to be seeing a that Watchmen point. tv show which i'm curious that seems like a show that what would that have be to be like.
1: on like showtime hbo it's or on even, hbo because it's going to have some adult content for sure it's, these guys they're darker yeah, yeah it is
0: have you ever heard of the show leftovers
1: just recently um i have hbo go and it, they've been keep pushing that as like you should watch this and some, i know it just ended after like three or four season run some of my friends really like that show and I cannot get into it. I have yet to, but I, I I'm familiar I've with watched,
0: it. I've watched uh, maybe five episodes, and I just there's something about it. I'm just like, give me a hint of what's happening. Stop stringing me along. But some people really like that. And uh, the guy who created the leftovers, and he's also a co-creator for Lost, Damon Lindelof, is it's the one bringing name. this. Yeah, it is sounds like Hasselhoff. Yeah, is bringing this to fruition. Okay. So that's it's just an announcement. I just wanted to get it on everybody's radar. But what we have coming up sooner that actually has a release date of September 29th is... time for the fall TV
1: shows. Yeah, is the Inhumans TV show. I know. I know it's Marvel property. I Mm -hmm. don't know a lot about what Inhumans
0: I have to admit, I don't know much either. I I know a little bit about some of the characters.
1: Black Bolt. Black Bolt. That's pretty much the extent of my knowledge.
0: Well, yeah, he's like the leader. Um, And they got that little bulldog alien thing. (laughs) That travels (laughs) uh, through dimensions. And we see a familiar face uh, in the trailer. I forget
1: his real name now. I know he's more than just a a character, he's a person. But uh, Ramsey Bolton, Uh, I want to say his real name is Ewan something, who I might have said this at a time previous. He's a pop star back in Iceland where he's from. Yeah, I think And then he converted over to acting. Um, Ewan Rian. Rian. Very
0: Will Smith of him.
1: So, Will Smith. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't have weird kids in the future. But this could be really cool. Uh, I yeah. I know so little about it. The only thing that makes me... Which means me... they're
0: starting from scratch in, in yeah. our
1: minds, which is great. So, season one is probably going to be a big origin piece. I'm not thrilled about the fact that it's on ABC, because obviously, Disney's ABC, Disney's Marvel. It's all right. Dis- under the Disney headship. And it makes sense. But Marvel shows that have been on ABC not really pulled me in. Uh Agent Carter had a two season run then got canned. And Agents of Shield when it first came on I was like, "Dude, this is so cool. I'm watching this and now I it fizzled out and I could care less about it, even though they had Ghost Rider this last season. I was just like, yeah, I don't care anymore." Yeah. So hopefully it just doesn't fall into that same kind of lull. It does seem just ABC significantly shows. different though. It does. It seems like something would be more on sci-fi. This doesn't yeah. seem as like, you know, pop friendly as some of the other stuff and I'm down for that. Uh, Me too. So September 29th, we get to check it out. I'm looking forward to it, and I will be educated more about what the Inhumans, who the Inhumans really are and what they're all about.
0: I'll probably, you know, a lot of times when something like this comes out, I'll just go on YouTube and I'll look up a bunch of history of Inhumans and, you know, their different characters and stuff like that. And then I come in with a bit of an understanding of who they are and, and what their purpose is. Yeah, a
1: little brush up. Yeah. I'm down for that. I'll do that. Wow, this has been a good recording, so let's... Let's move on. To what? To the end. I know, this has been a a great recording, I would say. Good job. I've anchored it, like my back hurts from carrying it so much, but thanks for being here with me. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be lost without you. God bless.
0: So we always end with a couple
1: of key things, one of which is a shadow of the synopsis. And if you've listened for any length of time, by the way, thank you, you know that, and if this is your first recording, then... Here's well, what we do. Yeah, here's what we do. Um, we switch off back and forth.
0: I'm, I'm, This time, I'm going to read Brandon a synopsis. It could be of a video game, a TV show, a movie, a comic book. could be
1: anything. Make me bite down on it.
0: And he's going to have to guess what it is I'm talking about, what the title is that I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, last time you nailed Dragonheart. When yeah, you, uh, I nailed Dragonheart. You did. Anything to get next to Sean Connery.
0: All right, Brandon, are you ready for this? Yeah. Yeah. This is a story of a big city sergeant who takes his job very seriously and works tirelessly to uphold the law. So when his station decides to transfer him to a small, quiet country village, he has a hard time adjusting to the drastic change. The small town seems to have everything under control, thanks to the Neighborhood Watch Alliance. His fellow officers at the new station don't take the job as seriously, and his new partner is an idiot who seems obsessed with old cop movies, yet has no idea what it's like to be a real police officer. But as town residents start dying one by one, this new sergeant and the rest of his fellow officers have to start to face the ugly truth behind this quiet country village.
1: I know this one. Oh, and I wanted to let you finish because I was going to give this to you for a future one. Were you? Wouldn't this suck if I'm all talking? I'm like, I got this and I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure this is a movie. Yep. And you just described Hot Fuzz. I did. Great movie. Obviously, we'll never reach the heights of popularity as uh, Shaun of the Dead. But... Well... It- it's up there in my heart. Uh, yeah, especially that last action scene when they just it's start so tearing good. into
0: people. I have to admit this sh- this uh, movie was a little bit boring for me for the beginning part. Well, but the end, but intentionally was paced so that way. Good, I know. Yeah, the payoff then, was rad. It was just kind of like once you see the end, you're like, oh my god, that was amazing, and now I everything was worth it, and I love that movie.
1: Isn't that so cool that yeah. we actually? I literally was thinking about giving that to you one of these future. <laughs> I'm sorry, well, well, uh, having good,
0: that. I'm, I think we need to start being a little tougher on each other, as we say every time. And then I think I'm being tougher. No,
1: I I think that's fair because if I had it in mind as, like, oh, I wonder if we'll get this, and you were thinking the same thing, whether or not we shouldn't base it on the result, we should base it on the, you know, going into it. Well, good job. Thank you. You as well. Now, Uh, the last thing we do is an awesome quote in geek history. So there's lots to choose from, but which one is it going to be this time around? I don't know. This one's on you. What do we got? Well, I just kind of feel. Like, I hate when snakes die. No. Poor snakes. Yeah. So, if you don't mind, this is just a quick little one, but any gamer who's ever played Metal Gear Solid will know this. Is
0: it just snake? It is just snake. Okay.
1: So, let's play it for you because you love it and we love it. It's your awesome quote in Geek History.
0: What's wrong? Snake! Snake! I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane.
1: Or podcast. As or the podcast. Case. By the way, what's your favorite Metal Gear game out of them all?
0: Oh, the the, the most recent one. Five, you like Phantom five. Pains?
1: Yeah. Um, I got to say, probably Snake Eater is my favorite. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. And if you want to eat our snake, check us out online. Oh, because hell. we. What's wrong with that? That was awkward. You're not right. Uh, we have lots of ways to get a hold of us. If you want to get a hold of our snake online, check us out at randomfandomcast.com. Or you can email us. Randomfast Random, <laughs> f- random <laughs> fasting. We random get- fandom cast at gmail.com. Yeah, if you're going to be on Chris, Cro- Chris Cross's cross- Fit. CrossFit journey, you got to fast every once in a while too. And we also have a Twitter at random fandom, WBB. That stands for with Brandon and Brandon. So we hope to hear from you. Let us know how we're we doing. And, you know, like any good podcasters, please rate us. Yeah, we want to know that uh, someone cares. Thanks for being a part of uh, what we're doing here and being a fan of our fandom. Stay geeky around
0: me are some real bad movies but geeky movies are always groovy sometimes the games we play are really shitty going nowhere a waste of software get together and we chat about are the best we ever had Sometimes we're talking movies Sometimes we're talking games Sometimes we talk forever but it's always really